2: To the, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in around the state on a Super Talk affiliate or online. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Yeah. About to bring our head basketball coach Jay Ladner on the show, but before we do that, just want to remind you about Dickey's Barbecue Pit, the great food they cook. Seven days a week. It's a great weekend for baseball coming up in Hattiesburg. It'd be a great time to have some Dickies catered to your tailgate or your party, however you choose to celebrate the weekend. You can call today and have a catering set up for this weekend. They'll cater any event, large or small, and the food is always delicious. All right, always ready to have and happy to have head basketball coach Jay Ladner on the Eagle Hour. He rejoins us today. Coach, how in the world are you?
1: Doing great, doing great. Beautiful day here in Hattiesburg, and always love talking USM basketball, my favorite
2: subject. Well, we enjoy having you on the show. I, Thank a couple y'all. things to get to today. We do want to talk about a really big, uh, a big transfer that you secured this week. But I want, to, I want to ask you a question in general, coach, because I know you've got some players that have entered the transfer portal. You've got a kid transferring in here uh, from another school that you're very excited about, but. All the movement on basketball, uh, and really every sport, all, all the movement of college athletes and the transfer portals, uh, kids transferring from one school to another, is it my imagination or is there more of that than ever? And if I'm right about that, Coach, is this just a sign of the times? What, what do you make of this?
1: Well, you're, you're exactly right. I I, I mean, gosh, I have some strong feelings about it. And um, But what's really happening, to put it in perspective, it's as of this morning – it's over 1,400 players and growing by the minute. And here's the perspective. There are 357 Division I schools. Men's basketball has 13 scholarships. So there are well over 100 teams out of the 357, if you put it in, in a simple way, uh, uh, in the portal. So all, getting close to a third of the basketball players, at Division One basketball players are in the portal at this moment. That I don't think that's ever good. I think we're really getting away uh, from from our our educational mission. And maybe maybe some people out there listening <laughs> listening would say, "Well, that's that probably hasn't been happening for a while." But that's still what I believe, and I, I believe that basketball is part of their education and, and development as young men. And that's the way the standard that we we hold them to. We believe there's more to. Uh, basketball than the X's and O's and, and a lot of the things that you learn from participating in athletics not just at the division one level but of course uh, from from the time that, that that kids boys and girls start playing uh, athletics just you, you learn all these other lessons that's the value of it you learn you learn how to stick through adversity but of course you all know we have a microwave society everybody wants it right then they want a winning program right then they want uh, to although that doesn't work like that unless you take shortcuts they want a they want a, a a a player wants to play immediately. Immediately, doesn't it's not that maybe he he has to knuckle down and and and, and work harder. And um, to give you an example, my my own personal example in in 1984 when I came in, and I I, I was certainly the not the player that Randolph Keys and you know, Casey Fisher, John White, and Derek Hamilton were. Uh, that not even would attempt to say that. But we won. We were seven and twenty three. In 1984 and 85, and not one time did I remember any of those players go coming back to the Van Hall where we lived at that time, going, "Oh man, it's it's, it's Coach Turk or Coach McInnis or I can't stand this or we don't have that." Everybody just said, "Hey, it's not going to happen next year. We're going to go to work." And and you know it doesn't it doesn't work like that now. So it's now and it, it, it's sad to say, but you almost have to just play for each year. Uh, it reminds me a little more of my time at Jones Junior College, where, because of the two years, you, you had to, your team turned over, uh, heavy turnover every single year, and it's almost like that where you're just really playing for the next year. And I don't know if that's good for 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 basketball. I don't know if it's it it ha- is. Of course, football, it's the same issue, uh, just not quite as extensive as men's basketball, but. Uh, have some strong feelings, but I can tell you this: they didn't ask my opinion. They're not going to change it depending on what my right. opinion is. And I better learn to adjust to the to the uh, to the to the way things are, are, are happening, or, or certainly we're going to be left behind. And, I, and of course, we've we've done that,
2: Coach. Isn't the NCAA making it even worse too with the recent announcement that they're going to allow kids a a one time transfer where they don't that have to sit out a year?
1: Well, who it adversely affects are your your mid majors. It further divides the uh, your power five schools with your mid majors and low majors. And of course, we're mid We consider ourselves a mid major plus. And, and it what it does is it, it 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 all just caters to the sizzle and and not really the relationships. It's all about the new arenas and the uh, and, and the charter flights and, and and all those type of things. And that's that's what it accentuates rather than the, the true relationship and people that are going to look out for their sons. And, uh, you know, we always and you send your son here, we're going to treat him just like he was my, our own son. That's the way our staff feels. And, and that means that's that on good days and bad days. And, uh, and, 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 but it, 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 it takes a lot of that out of the mix and it's, it's not good. And again, rather than fight through some adversity, it's, it, Hey, well, I'll just leave. And, you know, and, <laughs> You, you feel like uh, it, it's it's more difficult to hold players accountable. Uh, you know, for instance, we we have a, a, a no, uh, absolutely no tolerance policy for missing class. But you know, it, it crossed my mind. I'm not going to change, but it crossed my mind. that you know, we start it, maybe there's a little bit of uh, physical motivation. Y'all <laughs> know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. when if they're late for a class or maybe not, not prepared for a class. And anyway, because we feel like that's, that since what I know, I don't feel like it. That's in the young man's best interest in the long run is that we get his degree, and 100 percent of our players that graduate have graduated that we coach him. We're going to continue to do that, but it, it has crossed my mind. You know, as they're, as they're running around that coliseum and up and down those stairs, I'm thinking to myself, well, he may just he may just quit and go. You know, and and the way I've looked at it is, well, if, you know what? If you're not interested in getting you in that particular case, if you're not interested in getting your education, then you probably better not off, You're you're better off not here anyway but right. it's just those type of little battles that that now I never thought twice about because I knew where we stood and you're inability having the ability to teach a lesson a very positive lesson for their their own good later on in life now you wonder if if, if that doesn't backfire on you sometimes so right. anyway it's <clears throat> uh it's, it's it's made things very difficult and it's a very chaotic situation I'll, I'll say right.
0: that Luke, get in here Coach uh, four players in the, in the portal, old Nije Harris, Justin Johnson, Angel Smith, Tyler Stevenson is the one that really hurts. Uh, I guess mm. just as as you know, broader specific as you want to comment on that. But let's talk. Let's move to positive stuff. Let's talk Isaiah Moore and Rashad Bolden also.
1: Yes. Uh, well, first of all, all those young men are all individually different. Uh, some are in there, not on their, not maybe not on their own accord. Of course, Tyler Stevenson is a is a was a a gut punch uh so to speak a young man that we love and still love and and i'll say this i don't think we're we're necessarily out of the mix either uh the longer it goes where you haven't heard anything now of course there's a very high high level players that work in there and, and and we both know sometimes what happens in those situations but we still hold out hope that tyler may return home and uh uh, he 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 just said they or as he and his dad told me they loved it here they loved southern they loved their coaching staff everything about the program but they wanted he he was a walk on if y'all may remember a few years back and when he came yeah. uh, when he came out he has never gone through the recruiting process so he uh, he wanted to kind of test the waters and just see what was out there and and again we love him Ho- hopefully that he'll come back home hopefully he's listening to that but he he actually already knows that he doesn't have to listen to this show to know that but. Anyway, we'll see what happens. we are still got our fingers crossed and still recruiting him. And that's, that's another thing, as we were talking about on the last question, we have to get up every morning now with the, the, the way the portal is. We have to recruit our own players every day.
3: Absolutely. You know, and it's,
1: it's, it's the dangdest thing ever. But on a positive note, um, uh, again, we have nothing but great things. Very thankful for what Tyler's done for our program. And uh, if he chooses to go to one of the power fives uh then then you know we'll wish him the, wish him the best but uh, we've also got a it's a, a lesson to to myself uh you know and we've got to get our program where where people our players they 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 consider us a power five in terms of basketball and that's that'll solve a lot of that too i'm not i'm not foolish enough to think that that wouldn't and certainly not blaming other people. But anyway, that, that was a tough one with Tyler. But uh, we have we are very excited on a positive note to talk about uh, really to probably probably the highest profile high school player and certainly highest profile in-state high school player we've signed since I've been here in a very short time. But uh, in Rashad Bolden, uh, most of the uh, recruiting analysts have him as either the number one or the number two prospect in the state, uh, the other being Deshaun Ruffin, who signed with Ole Miss. And um, I can't say enough about it, but, but I can tell you of the two players, uh, both I would love to have both of them. But if I had to choose one, I would choose Rashad Bolden. But he's coach's son, his daddy's great coach here in the state, coached at Jones, his coach at Jones Year College, just recently took the job at Mississippi College. And Rashad's the kind of guy that we can, we can turn the basketball over to and have him run our team for the next four years. He had 27 points in the recent Mississippi-Alabama game. Mississippi was the MVP. And uh, so we're certainly excited about him. And then, of course, the right, Coach,
2: Coach, I want to, ask you, I'm going okay. to interrupt you. We, we got a hard break here in about 15 okay. seconds. Uh, if you right. if you want to hang on, we'll let you talk about your other uh, transfer. Uh, and then we know uh, yeah, you've got to call.
1: Have a, short, a, short, a short few minutes, and, right. and I'll do that. i love to. Hang Thank on.
2: You. Coach Jay Ladner on the Eagle Hour, buddy. southern miss to the top Top. to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour welcome back we're glad you're with us on the show this afternoon this segment sponsored by campus bookmart and campusbookmart.net kathleen and her crew great folks to do business with they're on hardy street right across the street from the campus you can buy your stuff in store they'll mail it to your house or you can go online at campusbookmart.net we're talking to head basketball coach Jay Ladner. He's got a call that he has to make here in just a few minutes. But, coach, I wanted you to finish your thought on, on the big transfer kid that you got in.
1: Well, we were wrapping up talking about Rashad Bolden as a point guard. We assigned one of the top players in Mississippi, either top one or two, depending on what recruiting service that you looked at. So, we were excited about Rashad and what he means. But the, the other is our top, uh, really the most high profile prospect. And, um, we are really, really excited about Isaiah Moore. Isaiah Moore actually had the—I the, think our our relationship with Pearl River Community College. He was a, a 6'10 center on their 30-0 team that they had uh, two years ago. And of course, signed with St. John's had a had a great uh, season with St. John's. He, as he explained, he said, "Coach, it's cold up here. I didn't realize that." And uh, he's from the South, of course. And uh, Tay Hardy is one of his teammates and. They, they of course are very close and stayed in touch. And he actually called me last Saturday. He had it. He had his choices narrowed down to Cincinnati, Florida, Kansas State, Texas Tech, and us. Of course, when you get into that and get into that uh, uh, a group, you know, I kind of felt like I said, "Oh man, it, it's going to be tough to, to, to beat that crew." But anyway, we stayed with it. And, and I will say a, a huge thanks to his junior college coach for his support, uh, Coach Chris Oni, who. Uh, right down the road, and we have a strong relationship, and I think a lot of his influence helped make that happen. I know it did. And of course, his relationship with Tay Hardy, our, one of our returning guards. So, uh, Isaiah is a, a very, very skilled and talented. Of course, last year is uh, one of his better games at St. John. He had 26 points and 14 rebounds against, at Georgetown one night. Um, uh, just a, 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 a very, very skilled big guy. And, uh, it, and it gives us a chance, one or two more key signs. And and we really feel like we can flip this thing around for next year, so we're excited about that. I, I would love to come back on if y'all will have me. Of course, of course, we've got a the way that we recruit now are zoomed and we have a Zoom scheduled here in just a couple of minutes with a another high-profile guard. And hopefully, I could y'all have me back on maybe next week or whenever whenever it works for y'all. And uh, I, I'd like to get on and maybe talk about a couple more guys we hope to get in the fold here very soon. Well, but I'll tell you I'm what. very thankful.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, okay. Coach. Why don't we just plan on having you back on one week from today? You think that would work? Perfect. Perfect. All right. One well, week
1: from today, I'll have my uh, director of operations, Garland Wilson, to go ahead and put that on my schedule. He's listening because he's getting ready to get me on this computer with this recruit as we speak. Uh, but uh, if y'all, we'll go ahead and put it on our schedule if y'all be nice enough to have me, and hopefully we can spend as much time as y'all would like to have me on. All
2: right, Coach. Always a pleasure, sir.
1: Okay. Yes. Thank y'all for having me. All right.
2: Coach Jay Ladner, everybody, head basketball coach, uh Southern Miss. Look, I tried to get him to go ahead and throw the name of that recruit out, but he, he wasn't <laughs> able to do that, huh? <laughs> I
0: had not I had not heard uh, kind of that final list for Isaiah Moore. I mean, Cincinnati, Florida, Texas Tech. I mean, that's some big basketball schools. And you know, you you got to think the Pearl River connection, the Tay Hardy connection, and and uh, Kelly told us the other day how these two guys played with each other. But you look back at what he did last year at um, at St. John's. He started eight games, nine point two, four point eight. rebounds per game that was that was second on their team as far as rebounds but you look back at what he did at at Pearl River started 15 games in that 2019-2020 season and uh, averaged I think around he averaged nine rebounds a game but I think the uh, point yeah right at 16 points a game so you know I definitely think um, he's going to replace kind of the whole Tyler Stevenson left but Bob you heard what, what Coach Ladner said, I mean, the longer you know some of this stretches out, Tyler Stevenson may just say, hey, it, I want to play in Addisburg." and, man, how cool would it be if, if we could get him back as well?
2: Well, absolutely. You know, you have to have sympathy for uh, Coach Ladner and a lot of coaches around the country that are having to deal with this. And Luke, at my right, the NCAA is just making it worse with this one-time transfer rule.
0: It's all done, quote, in the name of the players, uh, but I think you're going to um, – and, and to, to be honest, the NCAA was forced to do it by stupid bonehead decisions they've already made because they were allowing some guys to file a waiver and to basically be eligible to play immediately. And if you notice, there were probably a lot more influential college football players that – would have, you know, benefited the NCAA as well as the you know the power five to be putting there Justin Fields uh, specifically and a few more of those guys. And so I think that the the NCAA's decisions that they have made over the past few years kind of forced their hand to do this. Uh what's it going to take for it to be the next where you know the normal rule is is one uh one transfer and then they're gonna say, okay, we well, can transfer second for extenuating circumstances and then we look up, you know, five, six years from now and you can transfer twice and you just once you make that decision to go past it you just wonder you know how long it, it's going to go beyond it and we've been saying it for a week Jay Ladner confirmed it he's feeling like every morning he wakes up he's got to recruit his own basketball team again
2: yeah that's uh that's that's very unfortunate uh, of the four that are in the transfer portal now um uh, for Southern Miss basketball uh what what is going to be the biggest loss Stevenson. I mean,
0: Stevenson's your, your best player. Uh, and, and for, for Stevenson, we didn't get into it with Coach Ladner, but Heath Hinton hinted at it the other day too was they, Stevenson was a walk-on and he became the dominating player for Southern Miss because of this coaching staff. I mean, they poured into him, mentored him, strengthened him. And, and, uh, so it hurts more than anything. Uh, Angel Smith was a guy that really never played, got injured some last year. He was a top 20, uh, uh, prospect out of Florida a couple years ago, never really saw him play. He just never really, I think, g-hauled with, uh, with Hattiesburg and kind of the, the culture that, that, uh, Coach Ladner was, is, is building. And so that's unfortunate. He was, I was excited to see him. Justin Johnson was a guy, Big Juco. Uh, signee last year, top 15 in the country. Uh, Johnson was was a guy that that could have been very good. I, I think could have played well, and we saw him play really the second half of the season a lot. I.J. Harris uh, was was a big body inside. He started a few games and and provided some of that. But Stevenson, no doubt, is without a doubt is is the one that hurts the most simply because he led you in scoring and
2: you know he was a big rebound presence underneath. Is this simply a matter too of of kids unhappy with the fact? That they're not on the floor as much as they think they should be, so therefore their first reaction is to transfer.
0: Well, possibly with Harris. Um, I think Smith. It wasn't just basketball related. Uh, Justin Johnson and Tyler Stevenson started, so there you go. Yeah, you know, well. it, I think we, we talked about it last year. they're uh, during the season. Uh, how Justin Johnson and Coach Ladner kind of had a come to truth meeting. And then to Johnson's credit, he, he got, he started giving better effort and effort practice. And that's when you started seeing him start, uh, down the stretch. Uh, you know, it could be one of those things where they just mutually, you know, decide to, to depart. And, and from, I'm not reading Coach Ladner's mind. I can't, and I don't, I wouldn't even assume to, but you notice he specifically talked about Tyler Stevenson and, it seems as if the three, three of the four are are probably won't come back. Stevenson, there's a good relationship there, and so you got to think there's maybe a few more issues with the other three, but not with Tyler Stevenson, which is the most encouraging. He would be the guy that you would say if you could have any one of the four back, you would say yes, Tyler Stevenson all day long. All
2: right. Well, if you were listening uh, in the first segment or earlier in this segment, actually, uh, we invited Coach Ladner back on the show next Thursday, so we're gonna we're gonna book that in and. Uh, Hopefully, have some more time to talk to him. I'd I'd be interested to get into more depth as to uh, how he uh, how he views the future of college basketball uh, in light of all these transfers and in light of this new rule that the uh, NCAA has just announced. So uh, we'll have Coach Ladner back on the show uh, next week. And a quick reminder: while we've just got a minute or so left, uh, we will be at Fuzzy's Taco Shop tomorrow afternoon. It's been a long time since the eagle hour has been down there we're really looking forward to that and you don't even know this but we got like a huge hugely big guest joining us tomorrow of course justin from uh from uh from uh fuzzies will be on the show but uh lee applewhite uh is going to be on the show wow right i know that's
0: that's not even like that's not like not even AAA or the show. I mean, you're talking like all-star game level with Lee
2: uh, Applewhite. I'm right? telling you, yes, it, it clearly is. It's uh, like having Judge from the Yankees come in and, uh, and visit with us. So uh, Lee's going to talk to us about what, what fundraising in college athletics has been like through the era of COVID, which is obviously a serious uh, topic, and uh, what lies ahead for uh, schools like Southern Miss. So uh, the fundraising – Obviously, uh, Luke, is extremely important. And uh, uh, like everything else, COVID-19 has, has just added another layer of difficulty to that. So I do think it will be an interesting conversation. And, of course, we look forward to talking to the guys from Fuzzies. It's always fun down the – it's just another sign that things are getting back to normal when the Eagle hours back at Fuzzy's, Luke Johnson.
0: So when when uh it's Friday, I've been working out all week. I do do that. Uh, I've started that back. But, you know, when I'm eating brisket nachos tomorrow and Sanders eating like three racks of ribs, what are you going to be eating at the studio?
2: I'm going to be with you. So it's I'm going to You're going to be, be there? I'm going to be there You're with You're coming me. back. Yes, I'm coming back. I didn't know that. I'm coming. Lee Applewhite's coming. Oh my gosh, man. This is just like a big reunion i it?
0: thought you were banned from remotes or something you hadn't been in a year uh, and so yeah i'm
2: gonna get some fuzzies i ain't no fool <laughs> we'll be back And miss to the top
0: third segment on this thursday brought to you by fourth street bar and grill now this isn't me but they had luke's famous cabbage casserole today mac and cheese fresh out of the oven biscuits and pork chops uh I'm not sure what Luke's Famous Cabbage Casserole is, but if it shares the same name as me, I'm I'm willing to try it. That's all at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Catfish Friday tomorrow. Always appreciate their uh, support of the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Kelly Sander on the phone for us. Kelly, with all your interactions at 4th Street Bar, have uh, have you ever had Luke's Famous Cabbage Casserole?
3: I, I actually have. I love cabbage. I, I always have. But, uh, but I want to talk about the catfish and what makes it different. Okay, because, I mean, you'd think catfish is catfish, right? But what makes Fourth Street's different is that the, the, the light breading that they put on it is a secret mixture of Slade White himself. He uh, actually experimented with uh, different seasonings and amount of seasonings, and so the only seasoning that gets to go on that catfish is the catfish at fourth street barn grill so if you're a catfish and they're going to die you want to play fourth street because at least you're going to be shredded specially right <laughs> how's that for a sale
2: job that's a stretch yeah. yeah, like <laughs> okay. all right uh kind
0: of a kind of a bookend on a conversation we had with uh, with jay ladner he he, kind of confirmed Kelly some of the things we've been saying about you. Wake up every morning now. You got to recruit people that aren't on your team, and you have to recruit people that are on your team. Um, you know, the case of Tyler Stevenson and Coach Ladner kind of suggested you know to us on air that you know there's a chance that he might actually come back. Uh, that's best case scenario. May not happen. Probably won't happen. But it, but it could. But I told this I told this to Bob off air. Tyler Stevenson is the perfect case why the transfer rule is is just really makes you mad. Because here was a guy that was a walk-on. Your, your staff pours into him. Your staff makes him the best player on the team. And then a Power Five program comes along and just says, okay, we appreciate you, you know, in the farm system, making that kid now that can play for us. And they just pick him up. And what's to say that, you know, somebody like that, or there's going to be a bunch of Tyler Stevenses like that, that uh, somehow fall through the cracks. You turn them into a good player and then somebody comes and picks them up.
3: I understand that point, but the bottom line is, is the leadership of the, of the child's parents or people who influence that player, they're the ones where the responsibility lies. Because if, and you might call it old school, you can call it whatever you want. I call it the golden rule. You treat people the way that you've been treated. And even, and, and you would think that a lot of these players would see exactly what you just pointed out. This is a school, in, in Stevenson's case, Southern Miss, this is a school that gave me a chance, that brought, which is all I ever wanted, right? Came in and has developed my skills as a player. You would think that players feel like they owe a little bit to those coaches who have made them what they are. Ah. But, but it's all about me anymore. And, again, there's no I in team, but there is an M.E. And we've seen, you know, Bob used to coach – travel softball i've coached travel baseball and it's not it's not who's going to teach you best it's who's going to give you what you want right now and there's no loyalty doesn't seem like there's much loyalty and if that's if if being loyal to a program or to a coach is old school then i couldn't be prouder to be old school because it's a shame that if if stevenson does leave and then the next thing, you know, the next thing you talk about is the longer he stays in the transfer portal, what if he does wind up coming back? How's that going to affect his relationship with his teammate? That's a discussion for another day. But I mean, you would think that those players could see and be thankful for the people who took a chance on him and gave them that opportunity as a way of saying thank you, you stay where you are and you're loyal to the people around you. But it's an it's an offshoot of society. Nobody stays married anymore. The easiest thing is to get divorced. It's just you know the list goes on and on and on. It's a sociology paper waiting to happen. But it is a different world we live in today.
0: Don't worry, I won't I won't do my dissertation on that. I, I guarantee you. All right. Um, yeah, not at all. Uh, we'll talk about this fourth segment. Just drop us drop on us what you got, Kelly, because I, I wanted to ask a couple questions about the NFL draft. We'll do that fourth segment.
3: Okay, the, uh, the SWAC championship has now been moved to Jackson Memorial Stadium. Uh, protocol COVID with Arkansas Pine Bluff and Alabama A&M, both of those schools have had some real problems with COVID in their particular areas. So they have moved, the, Commissioner McClellan has moved the uh, SWAC championship game to Jackson. Of course, Jackson State will not be playing in it, but, uh, but most of the people involved thought that Jackson would be a good neutral site, a good halfway you know, point between the two schools that it would be about as fair as it could be without uh, letting anybody in particular host. So Jackson um, is the beneficiary of the SWAC championship now being moved to Jackson. It would be nice if Neon Dion and the Tigers were in it, but that's not the case. But um, good for Jackson that they get the, the SWAC championship. But, you know, one, one other post-group, and while we're on the subject of Tyler Stevenson, Luke, and Bob, you know, what about that? That's the other thing. All right, A guy enters the transfer portal, all right, hoping he's going to get to go somewhere else and fit in better, whatever excuse they make. And then they wind up not being taken up as a free agent, so to speak, and then wind up going back to the school that they just left. How does that sit with the teammates who are thinking to themselves, you don't even want to be here. The only reason you're here is because nobody else wanted you. I, I couldn't help think that... You know the dynamic of athletes as they are, uh, but that 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 could be really troublesome and problematic for not only for the team but Poss- for the players themselves that stay that stay behind.
0: Possibly, but Bob, didn't you get the feeling? I mean, the way Coach Ladner described that situation was. Because he was a walk-on, he didn't go through the uh, you know the whole recruiting, and so he kind of wanted to put feelers out there. It didn't it, it, the way that Coach Ladder described it, Bob. It didn't seem like he was like turning his back on Southern Miss. I know somebody can say practically he is, but I guess he was just
2: testing. What what the word that Coach Ladder used, Bob? He said testing the waters. Right. Uh, it, it led me with this impression, guys, and I you know I'm not I'm just speaking for myself. It's that he wants to jump out there and see who offers him. And if, oh, by the way, none of this works out, I'll come back to Southern Miss. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not pretending to speak for Coach Ladder or certainly anybody associated with a basketball program. But if I were the coach, Kelly Center, that might be a little bitter pill for me to swallow. I might have to tell Kelly Sander, well, you know, you took your chance and it didn't work out, and I'm sorry, but I don't really see you back here.
3: No, I, I, I agree 100%, Bob, but again, you and I are old school to, to, to relate to it, certainly on my own level. When I was a, a student at Iowa State University, I, I won a very, and I know you guys are going to joke, but it really happened. I won a very prestigious uh, talent show on the campus of Iowa State doing some stand-up comedy, and the fraternities had won that competition for, gosh, 100 years. Somebody from the fraternities won that competition. Well, I was a, a, you know, an independent kid that lived in the dorms, right? So I win this very prestigious contest. Well, as soon as I win this thing, I hear from every fraternity on campus, oh, you need to come and join us. But what was funny about that was I tried to go through fraternity rush, and I didn't get a single bid in the fall. Nobody wanted me. And then I win this talent competition, now everybody wants me. Right. And I told and I told all these fraternities, I said, Man, I'll come have dinner with you, I'll eat a steak. You know, every day of the week and twice on Sunday, but I'm not joining your fraternity because you had your chance at me and you didn't want me.
2: Well, so too, I'm staying well, well too, where I am. And Luke, you played college sports. You tell me. So so pick a kid that's on the basketball team, uh, that's worked his butt off all year, didn't really get a lot of playing time but was dedicated to the team, gave every effort he could, and plans to come to back there. next year, wants to be there, sees an opportunity because, you know, John Doe here is transferring out. So maybe this in this in this heightens my chances of, of getting more playing time. And then when it doesn't work out for John Doe, he comes back and I'm back on the bench again.
0: Yeah, how fair is that? That's a good if, point, Bob. If Tyler Stevenson wants to come play basketball at the University of Southern Mississippi – the both doors are wide open for me. I could care less about that. We'll deal with that. That's a family matter. We can, we can, we can work on that. He won't be the first person to have done that. He won't be the last person that have done that. There will be a certain responsibility for him and to the coaches and to the teammates. He'll have to be a, you know, what, what would happen in that situation is he would get in the room and he was like, Hey guys, I made a bad, I mean, if he comes back, be like, guys, I made a bad decision. I'm sorry. And, and I'm coming back in and you work through those things. But I mean, He's been at the school for three years. I mean, it's not like he's he's a one and done. I mean, he's got he's got sweat and blood and tears with some of those guys, and I, I, it's not just Jay Ladner would want him back simply because uh, you know he's the best player. I mean, that's incentive, sure, but yeah, if that kid wants to come back to Southern Miss, I'm letting him back. Like, not even a second thought about it.
2: And you see, Kelly, this is why you and I will never be a coach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's it's just a, you know it's just a different way of thinking. There is no right or wrong way. It's just they they just don't they, people just don't think like you and I. Generally, younger people yeah. don't think like we think. Bob,
2: that is the understatement of the week on the on the <laughs> Eagle. <laughs> we'll be back. I
0: mean I mean typically I think old. <laughs>
2: tuned in to the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment on this Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training, Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, DBAT, DBAT and D1 Training there for you, your family, and our community. Great place for training, great place for instruction, DBAT and D1. Couple news and notes. Southern Miss women's tennis falls in a heartbreaker today to Middle Tennessee by a score of four to two. Uh, Lady Eagles finish up a spectacular season. They were eight and three, 73% winning percentage, only three and, or three and one in the conference and wrap up a, an abbreviated tennis season today. So Lady Eagles, uh, go out of the Conference USA championships. Men, on the other hand, will take on FAU tomorrow morning at nine a.m. Golden Eagles ranked 78th nationally. They have the highest winning percentage in Conference USA at seven, seven, eight, and they will take on, uh, FAU in the morning at Charlotte at, at nine a.m. Uh, Lady Eagles softball team falls to Alabama last night by a score of six to three. Alabama number five in the country. Uh, Lady Eagles fall in that one by a score of six to three. And they will head out to Denton, Texas to take off North take on North Texas uh, starting Saturday at one PM. And then we told you about golf yesterday and then just to put a final bow on it. Uh, Mershe finishes ninth overall in uh, the Southern Miss Women's Golf Championships in Dade City, Florida. Lady Eagles as a team finished eighth. All right, guys. Um, I was going to put, we'll put, push the NFL draft out. It's still seven days away, but this came down the pipe just a few minutes ago and just get your instant reaction to it. So the NCAA had put together what was called a COVID-19 medical advisory group. And here's the official word. The NCAA has recommended regional and super regional baseball hosts allow no more than 50% capacity at stadiums in June due to COVID-19 protocols. This is coming from the uh, uh, the quote: The COVID-19 Medical Advisory Group recommended predetermined championship sites to follow the guidelines established by respective state and local authorities. The group recommended venue capacity for outdoor championships could rise to no more than 50% capacity if permitted by those governmental authorities. N- not clear whether or not this is a mandate. And NCAA, of course, didn't respond. Uh, outreach, but. No more than fifty percent capacity, mm-hmm. Kelly Sander. Um I'm thinking Oxford. I'm thinking Starkville. Even Hattiesburg. Uh, that's going to put Louisiana Tech at at a thousand people. Your response to that? But but again, that's
3: just a recommendation. All right. So they're just they're taking the easy way out and saying it's just a recommendation. You know, we can't for, we can't enforce it. We're just saying you know, safety wise, this is this is what you what you need to do. Um, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway just released yesterday that uh, that they're only allowing fifty percent capacity. That's the bad news. The good news is, is that's still going to allow three hundred thousand people, <laughs> three hundred thousand um, for the for the race in May. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we are seeing you know better signs ahead as far as sports go, but they're still going to err on the side of conservatism, and you understand that. But I don't expect a single regional in the country to abide by it.
2: No, who, who who listens to this show believes that in Starkville or Oxford, if they get a regional, which I'm sure they will, that they'll do that. They had 13,000 people at the old Miss-Mississippi State game Saturday afternoon. I don't think they're paying any attention whatsoever anymore. to co- and, and, I and I don't understand this, Kelly Center. Maybe you can answer this question for me. We were told for over a year, you got to get vaccinated. Once we get a vaccine, everything's going to be better. And now, you know, a good percentage of the country is vaccinated. Why, why do so many organizations and parts of the country still want to impose these, these restrictive rules on everybody if, in fact, we've been vaccinated?
3: Well, it goes to what Brett Favre you know, has said, that he doesn't like the mixing of politics and sports. And usually that's where people would turn. People would turn to sports to get away from politics. And you've noticed what has happened to the popularity of sports on a nationwide basis when sports organizations started to get political. What happened to their uh, what happened to their popularity? Right. Oh. You know, it went straight down. So there's a lesson there, whether people want to you know listen to it or not, or look look to it or not. But yeah, we, you got to get politics out of sports. And you know, one other postscript on the along those same lines at the Indy Motor Speedway. They said that uh, if anybody's going to be in Gasoline Alley, which, you know, as reporters and so on, I've covered it for a long time, uh, including for a Super Bowl here last year, uh, that, that you'll have to not only wear a mask in Gasoline Alley, but you have to prove, prove that you've been vaccinated. Yeah. So I better get my my card uh, laminated and put it in my wallet. That's you know? the
2: next big big civil liberties issue that we're all going to be faced with. There's uh, no question. And I, and I want to I want to clarify something. You use that term loosely about uh, reporting for Supertalk. Uh, we just happen to catch you in the few moments of the day that you're sober and just get you to comment. And that would be uh, the well, best specific- description of your reporting. I would. Yeah,
3: think. specifically why we do the show at one in the afternoon. But you. You remember uh, the last time I was there was two years ago. Of course, they didn't have the race in spring last year because of COVID. But we ran into Colin Sess up there, and we ran into the now South Alabama head coach, Kane Womack, was up there. So, you know, it's amazing the number of Southern Miss people that are hanging around the Indy Motor Speedway for the biggest single sporting event in the world. So we hope to do that again this this year for
2: you. All right, we're going to be at Fuzzy's Taco Shop in Midtown tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Lee Applewhite is joining us. All the guys will be down there. Justin's going to be on the show from Fuzzy's. It's something we've been looking forward to for over a year, and we're happy to be going back. We hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. To the future. I want to fly like an eagle.